Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you're bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe... Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us who just shot me, Sandra, on my reach. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now, Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000. The latest numbers are 974,000 people listening to Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Here's hoping that you had a great weekend, or at least a decent weekend, and I'm hoping that you spent the weekend indoors. Yes, because you're hearing reports here and there, or air and there, like Nigerians now say, uh, about our numbers. The second wave is here. It is here. 1,615 new COVID-19 cases over the weekend. That's the three-day total. In response to that, as you know, the state government announced new restrictions. So please, everybody, take the precautions. Wear your mask, keep your distance, wash and sanitize your hands, restrict your movement to essential activities only. And I guess getting your nin is one of those essential movements because the federal government has still not extended its deadline from the 30th of December. So this morning, Lagosians have packed the different NIMSI centers, desperate to stop their phones uh, getting deactivated. And the question is being asked, should this be happening during a pandemic? Should the government be mandating any activity that forces people to gr- to crowd together at the moment? Now, I had a conversation with uh, someone at NIMSI, someone who should know at NIMSI. She's the general manager legal affairs for the National Identity Management Commission, uh, general manager legal services. And she says that uh, stakeholders are currently meeting alongside the minister uh, to take into account this uh, uh, crowds that are gathering and of course what it implies as far as the spread of coronavirus is concerned and uh, they'll have updates for us as soon as they can. I also talked to her about harmonizing the data uh, that we already have. I mean you've got your BVN you've got your driver's license all of that data why can't they harmonize it and here's what she said to me so I was asking, um, you know, uh, why we can't harmonize, but you were talking to me about um, why that some of the data is good, some of the data isn't very great, and um, so you're just trying to get... To put in some uh, things in place to make sure that they clean up the data to meet up the standards. Yes. You know, yes. harmonization is ongoing and harmonization will happen. But you also, also said earlier on that it's more expensive to harmonize than it is to register new seats. It is but, it isn't is. it, but isn't it more expensive to the economy to shut down all these SIM cards? Shut down which centers? To shut down these SIM cards that are currently active. Because telecoms has been the biggest... Sandra, you, 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 are, you, are, you are putting the, uh, the card before the horse. Huh? No, no, no. I'm talking about if we maintain this <laughs> no, deadline. I understand, I understand what you are saying. Yes. There was a deadline given. Eh? Mm-hmm. And government is not unreasonable. Huh? Mm-hmm. Deadline is given. This is uh, how many how many days to the deadline, mm. and the minister has called for a meeting to review the what is going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so all these things will be taken into consideration. Huh? Mm-hmm. A deadline is given. Yes, a deadline is given. Just like Nigerians love deadlines. Eh? My people love deadlines because we don't do things until we see uh, we have a deadline. Just like during Jam, mm. when it was Jam announced that everybody. The parents have not registered. Now they are bringing their children. They will bring every person in their household to 
come and register. We love deadline, and when we are acting up on deadlines, when we do, do we don't do things the way normal, no, normally it's supposed to flow, the flow is supposed to be, then we create chaos. Eh? Hmm. We create chaos. So let's wait for the, for the communicator that will come out from the meeting, then you can talk about deadline. But I don't want to discuss deadline, because I know the government is very, very reasonable. The okay. government will look at the situation on ground and decide whether to extend or whatever to do something about it. But I know the first measure that was done, oh. this agency were giving permit to start the process of going around to do a roaming. Okay. One, 178 companies were given permit last week. So they are in the, they are in the preparatory mode to make sure that they are out there. I understand that 178 um, organizations were given permits and you're also using the post office, but you combine those two numbers together and I don't see how they're able to meet the deadline. But like you said, Madam, you don't want to discuss deadlines yet. Among them, madam, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about deadline here. I'm talking about access of registration points to be to residents of Nigeria. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. You know, whether there's a deadline or there's no deadline, hmm. the numbers are the number of registration points are inadequate. So government must make effort to make sure that it increases those numbers. And that is the first step that that was done. So why don't you why don't we wait until the end of today or by tomorrow to know what the government has decided whether to to accept can I, can I ask? Can, can I ask how many uh, more Nigerians have been registered since this process began in the last? Um, well, two I weeks? can give you that number because I'm not in the office. I, I'm talking. I'm, I'm I'm on leave in Lagos. I'm on short leave in Lagos, and I'm talking to you. Ah, I see. So I'm not in the office. If I had known you wanted that, I would have asked them to give me the number. Okay. Okay. All right, Ma. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, that's Hadiza Ali Dagabana. She's the General Manager Legal Services at NIMSI. We're going to have uh, a longer conversation with her from uh, 4 p.m., hopefully. Between 4 p.m. and 4.30, hopefully. I'm, I'm uh, hoping that um, she's available at that time because everyone's trying to find out what's going on exactly at NIMSI. So if she's available between 4 and 4.30, we'll have a longer conversation with her right here on 99.3 Nigeria Info. But yes, that's uh, where things are at at the moment and uh, I wonder what you think about uh, some of the points that she raised in that conversation. We also have uh, a second hard fact for you today. Uh, Yesterday made it two months to the day since the Lekki Tollgate shootings. The Lagos State Panel of Inquiry into the incident is still sitting, so we're waiting to hear their final uh, findings. Remember that uh, Governor Songulu says at least two people died stemming from the incident. We have at least 22 people on record claiming injuries there, and numerous people have claimed that um, their loved ones were killed. May their souls rest in peace. Now, all of this is not part of our big weekend stories. I know it was a huge, huge weekend. And uh, all 970,000 of you can get your hard facts without crowding together. The only thing jam-packed here is content. Let's talk about Femi Adeshino asking Nigerians to be thankful for the current security level. Then let's talk about the military and the Katsina state government disagreeing on what brought the Kankara uh schoolboys home then let's talk about the new anti-covid restrictions in lagos and then we're going to talk about the accusations against lagos sars at the panel and then we're going to talk about accusations of sexual abuse at a boarding school on today's checkpoint we'll start off with that conversation with hadiza at four hopefully and then veer off into other security matters well health is a security concern because if you are at super spreader events such as nin centers trying to get your nin you could uh, you know put yourself in trouble you could also put other people in trouble while you're there on today's big hard fact we'll take a look at april 2020 we're 
continuing our year in review by looking back at stories like uh, Funke Akindele's trial, uh, General Adeni's video, Chad's wins over Boko Haram, and palliatives <laughs> from April. We started hearing a lot about palliatives. Now, there's news updates coming your way at the top of every hour, but let's get started with today's big weekend. The big I am Sandra Ezekwasili. Has the security situation improved as Femi Adeshino says? Who actually brought the Kankara boys home? Is Lagos ready for renewed COVID-19 restrictions? Can police officers who extort Nigerians be traced through transfers? Are boarding schools doing enough to protect your children? These are our stories on today's big weekend. Let's get into them. Femi Adeshino says, when it comes to security, Nigerians should be thankful for small mercies. He's the president's special advisor on media and publicity. Let me give you his full quote. He said, quote, yes, there are times, a week, two weeks, even a month, that you don't have all these things happening. There was a time in the immediate past when they happened daily several times. You talked of one bombing within three or four days. There was a time in this country when bombs went off like firecrackers every day. There could be five, six bombings in one day. Now you can have two, three months with no single case of bombing. Let's be thankful for small mercies. Any mercies we receive, let's be thankful for it. And let's not dwell on negatives alone. End quote. So Adeshino is saying that the security situation has improved under the current administration. He's saying that the frequency of Boko Haram attacks has reduced. And according to him, Nigerians should be thankful for this and keep that context in mind when they talk about the attacks that they experience today. Do you agree with Femi Adeshino? First of all, do you agree that people need to focus on the positives and not on the negatives all the time? Do you agree with Femi Adeshino that uh, the frequency of the attacks has dropped? Do you agree that Nigerians should be thankful? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also uh, share your thoughts with us via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080-959-75805. And of course, there's Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. And we're streaming on Facebook and YouTube. Nigeria Info 99.3. Hello. Hello, good afternoon, Sister Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Uh, I'm Alagius Manamobi from the Teleogo State. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Thank you very much. Um, the first topic, uh, the federation said uh, Nigeria should be thankful. Mm. What security is in Nigeria now? How safe is everywhere in Nigeria? How safe is Nigerian people now in every corridor? If he's talking about difference of a bombing, what about the shooting everywhere? What security are we going to have rest of mind upon this country not to thank to God? Why are the people toy with you know, Nigerian people's life like this? Because their family members are not involved. If any part of their family are involved into all this kind of killing everywhere, you would have come to the air and be saying this. For crying loud, what is wrong with us in Nigeria? That is one. On the issue of uh, the uh, name number, mm. As a, as a matter of fact, to my concerns, I believe the policies makers in this country were just there to victimize Nigerian people. There are no concerns about our, I mean, our, you know, being, being my arrest at all. But what are we talking about? I know my conscience I'm still here now. I'm at about 50. I'm using the line. I've been thinking of things all the while that this, this policy has been resolved. How am I going to meet up this mountain? What are we talking about? You can't just sit in the place and be making policies over citizens of the country. Nigeria is above that. What are we talking about? There's no policy that they brought up into this country. That's as a, as a, as a rest of mind to people in this country. What are we talking about? We have, like everybody's saying, we have a driver's license, passport, and what is called a visa and a bank. 
can't they use other, other doctors? It's very simple. Why are victimizing us like this? As a matter of fact, I'm not happy about this country at all. Alahaji. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling us. 99.3. Hello? Hello? All right. There's no one there. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello? Hello, President Sandra. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you, my sister. Let me addition or the other time I speak with him, I tell the man, I say, look, you are far from us. He said no. I don't think it's in Nigeria. Uh, President Sandra. Yes. You know, there is this saying in my place. These are for them by politics. Our people are playing. Will not do us any good. How can you tell me in terms of security? You remember the governor of uh, Boronu State? Zulum. That professor, right? Yes, I'm hearing you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, the president have done well in terms of security. Either this morning... I had him again complaining. Um, the Northwest governors, Abi, they are trying to hold a summit, Abi, whatever about security. And Femi Additional is telling Nigeria that they should be thankful. Let them keep on playing this for the more politics with people's life. Then, for the means of a thing, President Sandra, is he, what of the foreigners? Well, Are they affected? Uh, I asked Hadiza about it from Nimsi, yeah. and she says foreigners uh, will use... Um, if foreigners are here on tourist visas, they'll use their passports. But if they have work permits here, uh, then they have to get an NIN because NIN is National Identification Number. So it's for all people who are in the nation, Nigeria. Because I, I have some neighbors... Uh, my colleagues here yeah, who are from the neighboring country like Benegana, they never mention anything about doing their means. According to Hadiza, they will need to get an NIN. But I'll ask her, ask her again if she joins us at 4 o'clock. Uh-huh. For the extension, no, I think they better do. If they don't extend it, my only regret is that I cannot call you people in Nigeria. For sure, you get my point. You can message us on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Thank you for calling us, Chris. Let me bring you our second story. Our second story is quite a heartbreaking one. Um, it takes us to Akwaibom, where a mother is raising the alarm about abuse at her son's boarding school. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can see the footage that I'm about to play for you. But if you cannot watch on Facebook, here you go. Now, when I came that day, I took him inside the car. I had to beg a boy who talks like parrots to tell me what is going through in school. He now told me that because he wins. The principal and the person of Ndidi changing from GSS1 to SS what? Talk, SS what? SS1 and 2 hostels. And when you got there, what were they doing to you? Talk. They were removing my boxers. They would remove his boxers and push their leg into his anus. In Deeper Life High School. Talk, let the whole one here. They would remove your boxers and do what? They would remove my boxers and ask them, Reverend Poo. They will not force you and, and push them. They, they will be pushing their legs, their hands into his anus. And when you, when you threaten to report, what did they say to you? Talk loud, let the whole one hear. They are going to kill you. And there's a principal in that school, a boy that came in as a shabby boy. You saw him looking like a skeleton. A principal in that school, whatever, did not talk until I had a dream where I saw my son turning and was a kind of waving me goodbye. Heart-wrenching story. If you're watching us online, you can see the frail physical condition of this child. Now, there are more facts to this story. According to the mother, the boy is in JS1. But he was moved to a dormitory for SS1 and SS2 boys and they abused him. So why did the school authorities move him to stay with much bigger boys? Because he was bedwetting. Imagine that. She said that at first, when he kept bedwetting, the teachers began to starve him. They stopped giving him food. But of course... Torture does not stop bedwetting. In fact, it probably makes it worse. So when he kept wetting the bed, 
the teachers moved him to the senior dorm. Oh, and the boy says that the school authorities warned him not to tell his mother about how they denied him food. So you have physical, mental, sexual abuse. And there's a lot of this in boarding schools. We talked about it earlier this year, remember? It's still happening. And the big question is, why do so many schools seem unable or unwilling to protect children in their care? And notice that in this case, the school seemed to want to conceal the problem from the mother. So you have to ask, is the school more interested in protecting its image than it is in protecting the children? And you also have to ask, if these allegations are true, what kind of training did these adults receive before becoming teachers? If you talk to child development experts, they'll tell you that bedwetting is very common in children. They will also tell you that it is not something the child controls. So you cannot punish a child for doing that. Also, a lot of the time, it is caused by emotional stress, such as changing environment. This boy is suddenly in a boarding school, away from his family. It's very common for bedwetting to start. Why would teachers not know how to handle that? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. So far, I've told you that Femi Adeshino says that when it comes to security, Nigerians should be thankful for small mercies. I've also brought you our second story about a child who's being abused or who was being abused in his secondary school in Akwaibom. How rampant is this thing in boarding schools? Abuse both by adults and other children. Why are schools seemingly unable or unwilling to protect children in their care? Let's take a break, come back and take calls. 99.3 Nigeria Info. We'll be right back. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Let's talk to you. Hello? Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello? Hello? Hi, Sandra. Thanks for calling us. What's your name? My name is Deolu. Welcome, Deolu. You're calling me from Ikeja. Yes, go ahead. So let's just react to two of the stories you you mentioned today. NIN mm-hmm. and um, Femi Additional. Let me start with Femi Additional. Okay. I, I, I think it's rather ridiculous for government officials, and that also implies government itself to to measure failure with failure. Um, so because the past administration recorded far worse numbers in terms of deaths and you say you record far less is an achievement. I think we should aim for higher successes. Even if you if you if you think that what you have what you have is a success by any standard, you should not ridicule Nigerian lives by saying that there are more incidents. All we want is zero incidents. And then back to to NIN, um, I think it's a reflection of where we are as a country. There are zero checks, and then winners are our own enemies. So there are stories that were people paying 5K, 500 naira to get registered. These things have been administered by Nigerians, and Nigerians are the ones giving themselves issues. Yes, you are the ones who will complain that Nigeria is not working, and you are not playing your own part. Um, um, as as jo- as uh, Joyce said on our show, I, uh, more people should also be able to say no um, collectively. The issue most times with Nigerians is when a person says no in that kind of instance, mm. others who have the resources or are willing to to participate in whatever it is, mm-hmm. it is they would they would gang up against the person who chooses to be a non-conformist right. and then pull the person down. Right. What I think we need to start doing more of is to, as this woman whose, whose child story came on air, mm. we need to start putting more of these stories on social media. 
let's name and shame so that these guys, when they are shamed, they will stop their, their vices. Thank you, Joyce. All right. Thank you, Deola, for calling. 99.3. Hello. 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 All right. There's no one there. 99.3. Hello. This is Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name? You see, I have a large one. I'm from the Aitori Pelogo State. Welcome back. Oh, unfortunately, the connection isn't very clear. So call back again if you can. Hello. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Uh, I'm uh, Ifaim. Ifaim, welcome. Your radio is on. Put it off. Okay, let me put it on. All right, go ahead. Hello? I can hear you. Go ahead. So, I want to talk about uh, about the NIN of the team. I can still hear your radio, unfortunately, so call me back when you put it off. 99.3. Uh, Sandra. Sir, what's your name? This is Mr. Frank. Welcome, Mr. Frank. Go ahead. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine. I'm about um, this um, additional. Okay. It's now 2015. Many Nigerians use their own personal money. I'm planning for somebody doing all sort of things for him to go inside that seat and sit down. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. Then 2019, I repeated it. But I, 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 I'm happy today seeing them using towel, not even handkerchief, cleaning their tears. So it's not only them that will be affected. You see all those people around them there are still doing all these things. Their own will be blanket. Blanket will not even be enough for them to wipe out their tears when their own will start. Then, about the students that have been molested, the matter is not something that will take easy like this because this is what these people are doing. Why this woman noticed this boy now is because of she has a dream as she went there. What of those boys that have been doing it? What of the ones that they have been doing ever before today? Who are those people that have been doing that? Where are the ones that they have already did? They are that cause mother medicine, which which tells that this matter cannot just live like that because if you leave it this way. This was the example have to show either from that school or from that principal. We need to bring it up, bring him or be her, bring him out so that when he will receive his first lesson, other people will then open their eyes. All right, Frank, thank you for calling. A question for that story. If you're wondering what school story they're talking about, I played a video for you on our Facebook and YouTube live feed about this uh, woman uh, talking about her child's frail physical condition. Uh, This child who was physically, mentally, sexually abused uh, in his secondary school in Akwaibom. According to the mother, the boy who is in JS1, was moved to an SS1 and SS2 boys' dormitory where the boys abused him. Why did the school move him to that dormitory? Because he was bedwetting. So when he started to bedwet, according to the mother, the school started starving him. When the starvation wasn't working, they moved him to an older boys' dormitory. Imagine that. And I told you that uh, the child development experts will tell you that bedwetting is very common amongst children. It's not evil spirit. It's not uh, marine spirit. It's not bad behavior. They're not bedwetting because they want to bedwet on purpose. They're bedwetting because there is emotional stress there. You've had this child who leaves their family and goes to boarding school. That's changing environment. It's the kind of things that can stress you emotionally. But see, as adults in Nigeria, we don't think about our children's emotions that much, do we? What needs to be done by the rest of society to hold school authorities accountable? Why does it seem like schools are 
unable or unwilling to protect the children in their care. Because don't forget that the authorities in this boy's school told him to not say anything. The older boys told him, if you say something, we'll kill you. The authorities in the school told him, don't tell your mother about it. So that's one of the stories today. We have another story on the big weekend. It was a very, very big weekend. So many big stories. Uh, Lagos state government has announced renewed restrictions. They announced it this weekend. So no dirty December, no concerts, no carnivals, no street parties, no nightclubs. Now, I should point out that technically, nightclubs are already banned. They were already banned from opening since earlier in the year. But apparently, a lot of them have been ignoring the rule. And now the government is cracking down. Cubana, a popular spot in Ikeja, got sealed on Saturday. And it's not just entertainment. All civil servants from grade 14 down are working from home today. From today. Except emergency service workers. Now, according to Governor Songolu, these restrictions are the only way to avoid a second full lockdown. He said, quote, we cannot afford another total lockdown, so I enjoin us to keep observing the prescribed protocols and the required lifestyle adjustments that will help us enter 2021 stronger, healthier and safer. Let's do this for our families and friends. Let's, by our actions, demonstrate that we truly love our neighbours. So here's what I want to know with that story. First of all, Lagos, do you agree with the governor that the economy cannot afford a second lockdown? Second of all, do you agree that these current restrictions, if observed, can slow down the second wave enough to avoid a lockdown? If you don't agree, what else do you think we need to do? 0700-993-993-993. So three stories so far. Adeshino saying that we should be thankful. Do you agree with him? Do you agree that the frequency of attacks have dropped? Do you agree that Nigerians should uh, celebrate the positives instead of focusing all the time on the negatives? Do you agree that Nigerians should be thankful? Second of all, our second story, the, the abusing school, how rampant is that? Abused by both adults and children, other children. Why does it look like schools are unwilling or unable to protect the children in their care? What should the rest of us do as a society to hold school authorities accountable? Do you think boarding schools are simply untenable in Nigeria today? And then, of course, these restrictions. Do you agree with the governor? Or do you think there's another way to do it? Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. Oh, no. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Good afternoon. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Ruben from Yaba. Welcome, Ruben. Go ahead. Yeah, that school, is it owned by a church? Is it owned by the, norm, the, by the normal church that we know about? I don't know, to be honest with you. I just know the okay, name okay, of the okay, church. Okay, okay, mm. okay. I just hope that uh, something is done on the whole issue. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a problem here, you know. Whenever a school commits, whenever something is done in a school like that, you know, it's very, very hard to get to get justice, you know. Uh, they always feel like the school is a school of learning, so it can never do any wrong. So they, they, they tend to, you know, just... They, they tend to just find a way to just let it die down, you know. And a lot of that has been happening this year, you know, from the rape of a student. Though I heard that the, the, the teacher has been arrested and taken to custody. And many others that have, been, they have gone it underground and nothing has happened. I'm just praying that maybe this one should just serve as a good lesson. Okay. Good lesson. Yeah. Hello, Ma. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, last on the first issue, um, is it um, um, Dabashiu or who's it? Additional, additional. additional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about, uh, I, I don't think that man is, I don't know, the man likes using religious words just to suit Nigerians and make them and make them lose focus from, from the real problem. Students were kidnapped. There were um, um, uh, S-men this, um, causing havoc all over the country. Boko Haram has never given, given up. They have always been attacking. So where is the small victory? Where is the whole... So because there, there are no bombies, eh? So does that mean that Northern Nigeria has been at peace? Does that mean that um, some part of Western Nigeria has peace? Boko Haram has reached Niger State. 
Before I say they are producing, they will enter the west and the east. Because we are not even safe here. So there's no, there's no small victories here. There's no journey messages here. We are in deep trouble. Thank you very much. Hi, Ruben. Thanks for calling us. 99.3. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name? Oh, unfortunately, your line is not clear. I think the networks today have been having terrible. I've been trying to make a number of calls and it's not been great. Hello. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Thank you. My name is Simanwe. Welcome. Yeah, my issue is uh, concerning Pemadeshino. You know. mm-hmm. Actually, you cannot blame Dima because, you know, I think we have about 300,000 plus policemen in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than 150 of them, you know, are uh, protecting all these uh, politicians. Mm-hmm. So these people, they are far from Nigeria. They don't know what happens here, I tell you. Eh? But I think be, maybe his uh, brother or his sister have been kidnapped or killed. Eh? You will now come out to be saying this. So these people, they are just too far. They protect themselves so they can do whatever they like and they can say whatever they like to Nigerians. Because they believe that we ordinary people... We are no humans. You see, they they have super aid and they have double aid. So concerning the issue of Kankara, you know, the government is not being sincere at all. There's nothing like integrity on the part of this uh, government. I think the president they said that they only captured ten. And what we saw, eh, we saw more than three hundred with the president. You see, so where you go out with propaganda, with lies, even I no longer hear from Lai Mohammed say maybe that liar is too much for him now, so he cannot even go for that. I don't know. I'm not hearing from him these days. Eh? So thank you. God bless you. Bless you as well. Thank you so much. I'm glad he brought up Kankara because that's that was also one of the big stories of this weekend. Uh, government officials appear to be giving different explanations for how they brought back the boys. So first, you had the Katsina State government speak, and they said that negotiations made it happen. Here's what Governor Aminu Masari had to say. He said, quote, those involved in the negotiation include my advisor, some top military and police uh, operatives, members of Mieti Allah. They were all involved in the negotiation, end quote. Mieti Allah is, of course, the Mieti Allah Cattle Breeders Association. But the military seems to see things differently. They're saying that it was a rescue, not a negotiated release. Let me quote John Enenche, Defense Headquarters uh, spokesperson. He said, quote, Keeping to its promise to ensure the safe return of all abducted students of Government Science Secondary School Kankara, Katsina State, troops of Operation Hadaring Daji rescued all 344 abducted students on Thursday, 17 December 2020. The military high command commends troops of Operation Hadaring Daji, including all security agencies, for their dexterity. End quote. Now, the thing about truth is it's either one or it's the other. It can't be both. It's either the Kankara boys were rescued in a daring military operation or their kidnappers released them after a negotiation. It really cannot be both. So hopefully there'll be some clarity this week about which one it was. Garbashehu also apologized for saying it was 10 students instead of the 344 that were returned. Now, one question being asked is, if it was a military rescue, were any of the kidnappers captured or killed in the operation? Because remember, these are kidnappers. They committed a crime, a large-scale crime. They shouldn't just be walking free. There should be arrests. Heads should be rolling. And another question is, if it was a negotiated release, what did the kidnappers get in return? But let me ask you what you think about the fact that while the state government is calling it a negotiated release, the military is calling it a rescue. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993-993. And we've got how many stories so far? One, two... Huh, three. We've got three stories so far. We've got two. We've still got one more story to uh, bring you away. But yeah, like I said, it was a huge, huge weekend. Actually, four stories so far. We've got one more coming your way. Olumuiwa is in a jar. Olumuiwa, how are you? Welcome. Madam, madam, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Today we will not talk about women rights, so we're not going to fight. 
<laughs> Welcome. Go ahead. You have, you have taken the question from my mouth. When one of the American citizens was kidnapped, we saw the video. And the kid, maybe I can't remember, Kiri Boko Haram, and they arrested one. But now we are here because sometimes I used to think, why did I born in this part of the world? We have something happen with a confusing news report. Even the Gaba Bashir that say is now sorry was said 10. Is there no difference between 10 and 300 people? Now, the soldier now said they rescued them. Nobody arrested, like you said. I remember when the Niger Delta people are, you know, they are doing their own thing. We know what the military, Operation Crocodile Dancing, Operation Snake Dancing, we know. Even the NSAT, we know what happened. NSAT that does not carry gun, they does not carry broom. We know what happened. And those that even go and look at the palliative something, we know what happened. But we talk about Boko Haram, they are making people homeless. They just go, they were born into this world. They were born, but they born to oppress. They were born to intimidate. They were born to kill. And we have Nigeria people that are romantic with them. Let me stop there. Olumuiwa, thanks for calling. Chris in Amuotofing, welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Those two statements can be factual, and I will explain to you. Okay. Number one, um, America don't negotiate with terrorists, mm -hmm. but they can hire third parties to negotiate on their behalf. Okay. Let us assume, this is my theory, Casino mm. state governments and Zamfara state governments, they know the terrain and they start negotiating with them. Mm -hmm. And after the ransom are paid, you will also understand that ransom can be paid in terms of money, in terms of prisoner exchange, in terms of... Uh, it could be money, it could be moto, it could be so many things can be part, can form part of ransom. It could even be allowing them to do what they want, whatever they want to do hmm. on the mineral resources in that area. Okay. But after that negotiation, now the bandits leave the, the, the students where they are and then they leave out. The military will just come and rescue the children and then go away. That's why they will tell you that they rescued them. The military doesn't know what happened between government and uh, if you're negotiating for government, you're negotiating on your behalf, on yourself. Hmm. Military has done what they did and they issued their statement. I can even wake up tomorrow and say I negotiated with one of those bandits and they were released. Hmm. So that is our society. That is what terrorism is all about. But let me take you back quickly mm -hmm. to the Femi additional story. Right. Now look at the Femi additional story. And look at the silence points in there. Okay. Nigerians are not nationalistic in nature. Okay. Terrorism is a global scourge. When it happened in Kenya, it happened in Tanzania, it happened in Somalia, the country unites behind a single act. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you are Shekau, you are listening that your government is under pressure, they, they just take one person and then everybody is hammering on the government. Mm. It will give them that impetus to do more. Okay. Let us leave politics aside in some cases what it has to do with national security, mm -hmm. defense mechanism, mm -hmm. anything that has to do with our national security shouldn't divide us. Mm -hmm. And it brings it back to the school incident. Now, let me tell you one thing about the school incident. If government clamp down, if the Ministry of Education clamp down on that now, they will say it's because it's a Christian school, that they didn't do it in Muslim. Some people are saying that they want to stop uh, people from celebrating Christmas because during the COVID, the first, the first lockdown, that there was a Muslim celebration and they stopped them. We politicize everything in Nigeria. That is just my own. Let us be nationalistic for once and leave politics for one time for politics comes in 2023. Thank you. All right, Chris, thanks for calling. Uh, we've got a message uh, from, um, hmm, this person doesn't leave their name, but says, Sandra, the people cannot afford another round of lockdown. No, hungry day town. All right. Another message here. Lagos cannot afford another lockdown at this time, taking into consideration the recession in the country and the state of our fragile economy. There should rather be strict enforcement of the rules and guidelines put in place by the NCDC. Okora for Ikechi Chinasa says, well, that's what the governor is saying. That's what the Lagos State government is saying. And that's why they've come out with these guidelines yet again. So no concerts, no street parties, uh, no Owambes, all of that has been uh, shut down again. And uh, the Lagos State government is saying that if we can do this, if we can do this, 
it could help us avoid going into a second lockdown because he doesn't think that we can afford a second lockdown. We've got more messages on um, WhatsApp. Sandra, I technically, oh, I think that's Chris who just called in. All right. Chris, thanks for your message on WhatsApp as well. David from Ikoi says, Nigeria is a mess. How can teachers not be made to undergo psychological evaluation if they're going to be managing people? As long as you close manage people classed as vulnerable and are responsible for lives, you are meant to undergo psychological evaluation and such types of tests periodically. Whether you are a police officer, a medical personnel, teacher, caregiver, it's done elsewhere, but not in Nigeria. David, thanks for your message. We've got more messages here. Um, I suggest... Uh, no, okay, that's not... That's not for us. Okay. Zion from Mushing says, To the best of my knowledge, our leaders are playing games with our lives. Despite the continual unrest in every part of the country, one is saying that we should be thankful for what? Please. Hmm. Shayi Joseph on Twitter says, As a nation, our security is tied to economic well-being. As such, I leave the judgment to you, especially in recent times. Shayi says, As for the Kankara boys, it's a case of distrust, whether stage-managed or truce. Shayi also says, Lagos may be ready, but not equipped for renewed restrictions. Let me bring our final story on today's big weekend to you. Uh, NSAS panel. It's still on here in Lagos. And on Saturday, the panel heard from a real estate manager who says SARS in Lagos stole 41 million naira from him. His name is Afiz Mujid. He accused SARS officers by name. He said they raided his house at night, beat him up in front of his mother-in-law and pregnant wife. They allegedly took his wedding ring, his watch and cash in his house. And then they took him away. He says they accused him of stealing a car and then they allegedly tortured him overnight. He says they took his ATM card and they tried to clear his account. And then there's a big twist. Mojid says the SARS officials showed him a man who falsely accused him of defrauding him on a real estate deal. He claims that after torturing him and making him offload dead bodies, the SARS officers took him to his bank to withdraw 41 million naira. First, they allegedly stopped at a boutique and bought him new clothes to cover up the torture. Then, they went into the banking hall with him, pretending to be customers, and waited for him to wire the money. 41 million naira. It's a big sum. But we hear accusations like this all the time for smaller sums of money. And this man is making this accusation in a public hearing. Recently, we've been talking about the CBN freezing accounts and tracing transfers. But they've been doing that for NSAS protesters and organizers. We've heard from the courts that the central bank said they suspected these protester accounts of being linked to terrorism. But so far, we haven't heard any reports of a police officer's accounts being frozen or investigated. Now, let's remember that the presidency and the police command have acknowledged that there is an extortion and brutality problem in the police force. That's why they disbanded SARS. So if they agree that there's a problem, that means they agree that specific policemen have extorted citizens. So the question now is, shouldn't there be an effort to audit the accounts connected to these accusations? Now, of course, in many of the accusations, we hear the people say the police made them withdraw the cash. But in a case like Afiz Mujid's, where transfers were allegedly made, shouldn't there be a program in place right now to trace these transfers and track down the beneficiaries? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Is the government doing enough to track down police officers who have extorted Nigerians? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. WhatsApp is oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight two five. We'll take a break. Come back and take your thoughts. Welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station.
I'm Sandra Ezekwasilit. Four minutes to the top of the hour. Has the security situation improved? As Femi Adeshino says, who actually brought the Kankara boys home? Is Lagos ready for renewed COVID restrictions? Can police officers who extort Nigerians be traced through transfers? Are boarding schools doing enough to protect your children? 0700-993-993-993. Hello. Thanks for calling. Okay. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Hello. Hello. Afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Yeah, thank you. Emmanuel, call you back. Emmanuel, welcome back. Yeah, concerning Kankara, know that that lady, that small girl, little girl, Leah Sharibu, well, mm. I mean, is still there because Boko Haram demanded for $1 billion, which I think federal government could not afford. Now they now capture more than 300, and then they are telling me that uh, these people are, I mean, they, that, that no dime was paid. I will never agree. And then Kusan declared uh, that we should support the government. Mm. Is it government that has uh, weaponized propaganda? Government that is not transparent? Is it possible to support them? It's not possible. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for calling us back, Emmanuel. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello. What's your name, sir? Welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we have been complaining in this country for years. I am o- I am over 40 now. But now, I I think I want to stop complaining about Nigeria. But I just want to give peace and advice to our, our so-called rulers. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a saying that in our place, when you, when you, when you, when you chase it, I mean, when you chase a goat to, a, to, to an extent, where the, where, where the goat could not proceed further, what will the goat do? It will come back to you, definitely. I, I, I want to tell our, our rulers, there will be a time in this country. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. Your, your voice keeps going in and out, so it's difficult to hear what you're saying, but thank you for calling us. Kazim from Surulere says, the government official you spoke to is not truthful. Why was it difficult for government officials to register Nigerians? They had to outsource because they made a mess of it. People are gathering and they are at risk of COVID and she's talking like this. This is unacceptable. All right, she's talking. he's talking about the conversation I had with Hadiza um, that I played earlier in the show. Speaking of, hopefully we're going to have her on the phone with us from 4 p.m. and uh, we can ask her more questions about this process and uh, what exactly is going to happen with it. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. If it's a Monday and the time is 3 p.m., we're bringing you the biggest stories from the weekend. If it's a Tuesday... There's a meeting already going on in Abuja. Okay. And uh, since the declaration of the deadline, the minister has been having regular meetings with his... uh, uh, the, the, all the respective agencies under the ministry to view the situation, at least to review the situation report and, and all that has been going on. So currently there's a meeting going on today. So I think we should just hold on and uh, wait for the decision coming out from that meeting. The meeting definitely is going to look at the situation in view of the uh, second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic that we are experiencing in the country mm. and the population that we are seeing, the number, the huge numbers we are seeing that are coming to our enrollment centers. Definitely those will be considerations mm. for the meeting today. 